Well, thank you for being with us. It's an honor to celebrate Candlemas uh, with you every February 2nd. And why is it every February 2nd? Because this is 40 days after Christmas. And so this used to be, in the old calendar, the end of the Christmas season. So did you have your Christmas tree continued alight and your decorations up until today? Well, that used to be the tradition. So praise be to God that we still have this feast of what we now have added, the presentation of Jesus, which Our Lady brings him as the child into the temple. Now, as I said before in the old calendar, this used to be the 40-day mark and the end of Christmas. So we, we see the connection here. Um, but a lot of non-Catholics will point to the fact that Mary went through this purification. Now, this is presentation of Jesus and the purification of Mary. It was also called that. And they say, well, that shows that she was a sinner because she went to be purified. No, Mary did not need this ceremony. It's the same way Jesus didn't need baptism or, before that, circumcision. He didn't technically need that. But they submitted themselves. Here, Mary is submitting herself. St. Lawrence Justinian had a great phrase I found on this when I was in seminary class, and we were talking about this in our scripture class, and I did a little paper, and I'd like to read you his quote because it's powerful. He says, grace raised the virgin above the law. Humility subjected her to it. Jesus Christ, in subjecting himself to the law of Moses, has left an example to princes and kings to obey their own laws. For then they may expect them to be observed by others, when themselves show respect to them. Hmm. You know, we heard that common criticism of our own politicians who pass laws for the people and then exempt themselves from those very same laws, health care mandates and whatnot. Our Lord is giving us the example of rather how to do it. The law said every firstborn male, both of humans and of animals, was sacred to God. So there was this ceremony called the redemption of the firstborn. Now keep in mind, firstborn does not mean that there was any children after. Firstborn just meant the child that opened the womb. This redemption of the firstborn is in the scriptures in Numbers 18.16. So basically it is laid down that for a sum, parents could buy back their son from God. Interesting, huh? The sum had to be paid to the priests. Interesting. Had to be paid 31 days after the birth, and it might not be too much delayed after that. It was pretty serious. To them, the child was a gift from God. A child was not given to a parent. It was only lent to the parent. The parent was a steward. Interesting. They believe that of all of God's gifts, 
There was none for which we should be more answerable to God than the gift of a child. This is why the gift of life is so important. We see it right here. Now, here's what's kind of interesting. Now, people always say, Father Chris, the church is chauvinistic. Well, no, they treat men and women equal, but different. Now, in the Old Testament, there is kind of a difference in treatment here. Do you know, after the birth of a child, if it was a boy, the mom was unclean, the mother was unclean for 40 days. If it was a girl, she was unclean for 80 days. So... How do you explain this in today's culture? Well, we have to open our mind to the context of the times. She had to offer a lamb for a burnt offering and a young pigeon for a sin offering. And people say, well, Mary offered that, so she was giving an offering for her sin. And then it said if she could not afford the lamb, she might bring another pigeon. Offering two pigeons was called the offering of the poor. And it was this offering of the poor that Mary brought. But again, she didn't have to. By grace, she was above it. By humility, she was subjected to it. So pray, and I think this is one of the most powerful meditations you can do in the church or in your spiritual life. Pray today sometime. Find just a moment to meditate on Mary presenting the child Jesus to God and offering him in consecration and imagine you now being in Mary's arms. Imagine you being that child. Some of us never think of ourselves as, child any, as a child anymore. But Jesus says it is to these, these little ones, that the kingdom of God will be given. What a beautiful time to meditate on making yourself not childish, but childlike in your innocence and your trust. Ask Mary to present you to God in the same way she did her son. How beautiful is this? And then we finish with Simeon and Anna. This is powerful. You know, <clears throat> some believe that God would just break directly into history by some powerful supernatural means, overthrow Rome, take over, violently overthrow the evil kingdom of the Romans, and liberate the Jews. But there was a small group of people known as the quiet in the land. They had no dreams of violence or power of armies. They believed that life was just constant quiet prayer and watchfulness until God shall come. It's like the contemplative orders in the church. Simeon and Anna were like that in prayer, in worship, in humble and faithful expectation of the Lord's coming. Don't worry if you are homebound or that you can't get out because you may be sick you can still make a huge difference doing what Anna and Simeon did. Just wait in prayerful and hopeful expectation for the coming of Christ. We can see them as an example. And to finish, he said, Simeon said, he will cause, be the cause 
by which many will fall. You know, when you read that, it first sounds like Jesus is condemning certain people, doesn't it? It's not so much that God is going to condemn us as that we will judge ourselves. A man's judgment is upon himself and how we react to Christ. If we are confronted with goodness, Christ himself, the church, virtue, and we answer with love, we're prepared for the kingdom. On the other hand, if we're confronted with virtue and the truth, and we remain agitated, aggravated, unmoved, or even lukewarm and apathetic, we are condemning ourselves. This is why Jesus warned not to be lukewarm. And Simeon said, many will rise. Jesus is the arms that will rise us to heaven. Remember St. Therese a little way? St. Therese says, I'm looking for, and like in the houses of the rich, they have these elevators. And, and they, they rise you up. And she says, I need, I'm broken. I, I need an elevator to rise me to the heights of sanctity. I can't do it by great deeds and great penances. But those, those arms of Jesus are the way to lift me, to elevate me up to heaven. This is the little way. The little way for those of us who are not capable of great penances or great acts. It's beautiful because that means there's hope for all of us. So why do we have candles today? Why do the candles, part of the tradition of the church, why did we light them? Why did we bless them? Because the candle is the symbol of Christ, the light of the world. Christ is the light of the world shining in this darkness that we are facing. And in that light, we see life itself, Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. And you could say, and the light. Our Marian helpers, God bless you. You sent your prayer intentions in with the little pieces of wax. Zeke Chichester, one of our employees, personally hand-melted those wax. He formed a mold. This was not sent out by some company or shipped in from China. This was done handmade by our employee. He built a mold. He melted the wax. And you can't probably really see it, but in the wax are ingrained beautiful crosses. These are your prayer intentions. You as Marian helpers sent us these prayer intentions. And we form this beautiful candle to now be lit to be the symbol of Jesus, that your prayer intentions are now united all together as one Marian family. All of you who are watching this live stream, if you didn't get your wax in, don't worry. Just now unite your prayers with us. Unite your prayers with those who did, and we put the wax together in this candle to now symbolize Christ, the light of the world. He is the light to let us see in the darkness. And together as a Marian family, we pray. And we come together knowing that we're praying for your intentions and your prayers and support of the Marian ministry allows us to continue. God bless you. And on this special day, this day called Candlemas, or the purification of Mary, 
let us too be that child that she offers to the Heavenly Father, and that we too can be the light in the world. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.